Gentlemen, we are getting into the big D topic today, divorce on the Purpose Infused Brotherhood podcast. There are so many people that are affected by divorce and in so many ways that it can affect people, families, our communities. So we're going to get into that and give you three ways that living with purpose can help you when it comes to divorce. So listen in right now, right here to the Purpose Infused Brotherhood podcast. Gentlemen, welcome to the Purpose Infused Brotherhood podcast where men come to build, battle, and bond together and be the best versions of themselves. If you're a man who's ever felt out of alignment with his purpose, then you're in the right place to reignite the fire and infuse male purpose into your life every single day. And now your hosts, John Doe and Clay Smeltzer. What's up, everybody? This is the Purpose Infused Brotherhood podcast. We are super excited to be back for this week. We had a big week this week in the Brotherhood. It was awesome. And we're going to be talking about the big D discussion, which is divorce. Okay, over the next 30 to 45 minutes, John and I are going to dive into the big D discussion and divorce. There are so many people who are affected by divorce, whether you have been through it, whether you're going through it or have been a part of it, the emotions and the feelings that come with divorce are there. They're powerful. And no matter the way you slice it, it sucks lots of times, okay? But we're going to go into some of those different conversations that we have, and we're going to talk about them uh, and the conversations that we had in the Purpose Infused Brotherhood this week, uh, the uh, session. And we're also going to let you know about three ways that living with purpose can help you when it comes to divorce. So that's what we're going to get into tonight. John, what's up, my brother? How are you? I'm super well, dude. I'm super, super well. And yeah, dude, the conversations were phenomenal. This, week. And, you know, I'm, I'm super excited about this conversation. I mean, me, I've been super affected by divorce. I mean, I had, I had four stepmoms, two stepdads, mm. you know, and so definitely been affected by this and i look definitely forward to diving into these four topics you know which is our experiences with divorce also the emotions and feelings that come with divorce and then also what are the areas of your life that divorce really affects you know because there's definitely different phases and different things and then also how do you move forward from divorce and so again we're going to dive deep into the big D divorce and let you know three ways also that purpose can help you when it comes to divorce and how it affects you. So let it, let it, man, big topic (laughs) for sure. For sure. And, you know, I mean, me personally, as far as I was affected by divorce, you know, my parents, um, I did not go through as far as in my relationship, you know, we was married for 26 years, but um, it was definitely things that we, we knocked on that door multiple times. And I know that you, Clay, were affected by this. I know you, you did went through it a couple of times and definitely, hopefully not a third time. So, uh, no, 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 you know, no. And, yeah, and, yeah. and the yeah. thing is, is and with our conversations, the one thing that really stuck out to me is like, you know, even the, the, the marriages that ended in divorce, there was a lot of learning in this process. Yeah. You know, a lot of learning that, that helped 
in further in further relationships after those divorces right. happen. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's one of the biggest thing is, is everybody who shared. So it, for the listeners here on t- this past Tuesday, we had um, our brotherhood session Tuesday and Wednesday was about divorce. Um, we also, what we do uh, lots of times and usually about once a month, um, we invite people from outside of the brotherhood to sit in to check out what we do. So if there's ever a time that you want to, so if you're listening right now and you've like heard us talk about the brotherhood and stuff like that, you know, absolutely reach out uh, to Clay at purposeinfusedbrotherhood.com and just let us know or any of the feeds that you have, uh, social medias out there, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn, Facebook for John or myself, um, any of those different things, just reach out and say, hey, I'd love to sit in and check out what you guys do. Um, We'll get you the link for that and stuff like that as well. But we do some sit-ins each month. You can join in those. We had one on this past Tuesday about divorce. Uh, and we it was really cool because we had about five or six guys sit in that weren't part of the brotherhood. But it was neat because no matter if it was our, our brotherhood membership or member sharing, or if it was one of those guys sharing who was new and sitting in, just what you said there, any of those experiences were a learning experience. Whether you were a part of divorce, whether you went through a divorce or whether you were looking, you know, you, you might've gotten to that point where you're like, you talked about divorce, but it, you guys work things out and stuff like that too. No matter what, that learning process was always there. Um, and I think that's one of the big things as you go through any adversity, and I'll say this over and over again, on the other side of adversity is an extreme advantage. And I think that's super huge and super important. And again, the, I use a word very specific there. On the other side of ad, or adversity is an extreme advantage. And the word extreme, I didn't say just advantage. It's an extreme advantage because you got to go through the shit. And when you go through the shit, something amazing can happen to you if you're open to it. And again, there's where that learning comes, that growth comes, that ARA sequence comes in there. Um, and if you're willing to do that, man. So I totally agree with you. There was a ton of learning. Every man in there at some point in time in their story that they shared talked about learning. The biggest thing, this is one of the biggest things that they learned from. So let's jump in. Let's jump into like that first thing. I say you gave a little bit of your experience there. Any Anything else that you want to kind of add into and into your experience being divorced? Or not being divorced, sorry, going living through that divorce as you were growing up. Yeah, you know, I mean, that was the thing, like my parents actually divorced when I was like a year old. So like their marriage, I didn't really know much about. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, my, my dad, he, uh, his first wife, they were remarried and then divorced when I was like probably, I don't know, 10 or 11. And then his second wife or third wife, I think it was third wife, uh, was when I was like early teens. Um, then the wife after that one was late teens. You know, I went down, they were in Florida. I went and visited them then, uh, my junior, senior year. Uh, and then his, the wife after that one was later on after, you know, I had been well married and and moved on. So, you know, and I think part of his relationships is something that kind of made me be the the father that I tried to be. Yeah. And also, 
stay married and be married because it was like, look, I don't want that. Yeah. You know I mean, I don't want, I don't want four divorces. You know what I mean? And it was like, so I was willing to put in the extra work, even when things were sucky and, and yeah. hard, you know, I was willing to, to take that time. And also, I mean, I mean, I, I, like I said, I've told many people being married 26 years, she hated me for about 17 or 18 of them, you know, and that's not always a big exaggeration, you yeah. know, um, you know, sometimes it was hard, but it was also the fact of like, and one thing that I really picked up on was we talked about the shame cycles and yeah. how, you know, the, the shame that comes with, Oh, I'm divorced or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, Oh, it didn't work out. I feel like a failure and blah, blah, blah. I, I felt it. I, yeah. I didn't really want to go through it. I didn't want to accept it. Yeah. So I accepted the suck instead. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was like, well, this kind of sucks, but it's better than being like, well, I'm divorced and, and, yeah. and had to go through all of that. So, yeah. you know, that was part of the, the longevity process. But then, I mean, granted, once we got to that 20 some years, it got better. And it, you know, what I mean, we had grown and accepted whatever, but, yeah, I think that was really a lot of the part of why we had made it that long was because I didn't want to have that. I didn't want that stigma and also that that feeling of failure. I didn't want to accept that, you know. And, and, and you saw mind, it in your past. You saw it in your past, and were through that yourself, and and didn't really want to go through it again. I think I think that's also something you know. I think our brother Sean you know, said too. So that definitely probably related to you when he was talking about that as well, seeing, seeing that go through, uh, you know, so, and that's where it's like, when people share about that, like your story, like I am divorced, I'm divorced twice. So my kids, you know, we have three kids and, uh, you know, that it's a blended family. Um, our oldest daughter is my wife's daughter. Uh, and our two youngest are, are my two biological kids, but if you would see it, we're all family. Like we're, it's, it's our family. Um, and, but when you talk about that and like when Sean and some of the other guys who have been affected by divorce, were talking about that. It's neat for the guys who have gone through divorce and have that blended family to kind of look at that perspective too, because your perspective may be my son's perspective at some point in time, you know, where it is like, Hey, well, I went through this here's what I've seen, whether it be through me or be through his mom or my daughter or, or um, our two daughters, you know, they're going to see that other side as well and go through that. So it was neat just to have that perspective too, because that allows me to relate to my kids a little bit more and kind of see from their, their viewpoint. Cause I think a lot of times, and we'll get into it a little bit later with one of the areas that affects is kids you know, and, and sometimes I don't see that point of view. I just see my point of view, you know? So it was really cool to kind of see that perspective from you guys who have gone through it um, as well too. So um, I appreciate that. And thank you for sharing those and, and brother Sean as well of, of going through those experiences. For sure. You know what I mean? And, and that's kind of one of the things that we, we all kind of touched upon. It was like, it isn't only us as the adults. It is also the kids. Kids. And then also, you know, what I mean, um, with the blended families, you know, um, you know, I have a stepdaughter that I've had as my daughter for 20 
seven years now, you know, and, and even though my, my wife and, and her father weren't married, part of my thing was, was always to one, raise her as my own Mm -hmm. and two, to always have the best relationship I could with her father so that we could raise her together. Yeah. You know, I mean, and I, and I've always been super happy with that. I mean, we coached her little league baseball team together. We did things that we went to the zoo together. We did field trips together. I mean, one, they weren't together when we got together. So Mm -hmm. there was no hardship as far as like, Oh, you stole her and blah, 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 you know? And so it was always good to kind of keep that as a great open relationship to make that as smooth as possible and not have that tension. I mean, I remember when my stepsister, when she would go with her mom and they would bring her back. And I mean, the cops were called multiple times, you know what I mean? Like there was always issues and stuff like that. I never wanted that. You know I mean? There was, there was no need for that, you know, and not only for her, but then when we had our own kids, my kids didn't need to see that, you know? So for sure, you know? Yeah. And, and it really is neat to kind of put that in perspective because I think, you know, a lot of times we're talking about it too, is the emotional piece that comes up. But, you know, for me, my, I'm divorced twice. Um, my first marriage was to uh, a woman I met in high school. Um, I have, my daughter is her mom. So my, my, our middle daughter, our middle child, Callie is um, to her. Uh, I met her. Our story was, you know, we went to college together, you know, all that kind of stuff, knew each other in high school, went to college, got married after college, you know, then got jobs and bought a house and had a kid and did the American dream thing. And, you know, all of a sudden, you know, on a red couch on a Wednesday night, she's like, I, I love you or, or I love you, but I'm not in love with you anymore. And I'm leaving. And I'm like, fucking awesome. Great. Cool. This is, this is super exciting. Yay. You know what I mean? I'm like, but for me, I didn't know, I knew, you know, there's always things in a, in a marriage, in a relationship, any that, that are good and bad. And I didn't know it was at that point. So to me, I felt blindsided on that. Um, whether I didn't notice signs or whatever, um, or whatever may have gone on there. It was just, to me, it was kind of like out of the blue, blue, thin blue air. And I'm like, Oh, what the fuck? You know? Um, so for me there, what then that process of that starting that and maybe, Hey, are we going to really try to work this out? Are we going to fight for this? Are we not going to fight for this? And it was really a, got to the point where it was like, she's not fighting for it. So for her not to fight for it, I'm like, well, what does that make me worth? And what I did is for me, that first marriage, when that occurred, that made me feel worthless. Like that's the feel, like the feeling and the emotion that came up was like, well, you're not, I'm not, you're not willing to fight for me. Like I'm not worth fighting for like this family isn't worth fighting for like, what the fuck, you know what I mean? Like, and that's where I was. So I felt worthless as a man. I felt worthless as a husband. I felt worthless as a father. Like I just felt worthless. And I, I, I said, you know, it was like, she cut me off at the knees. I fell face first in a puddle. I'm like, I really don't feel like turning my head. And it's not that I wanted to die. It's not that I wanted to stay there. What I didn't want to do is I didn't want to turn my head because I was going to, I knew I was going to have to deal with the hurt. I knew I was going to have to deal with the pain. I knew I was going to have to deal with all that shit. I didn't want to deal with. I just either wanted it to be like, okay, or I wanted to be done, you know, and just black and, and but it wasn't. And 
so coming out of that, I was mad. I was pissed. I was like, I was angry. I was like, what the fuck? Like, you know, because like, Hey, you're not like, I'm not worth fighting for. Well, fuck you then. You know, that was my mentality, you know, at that. And I'm glad I had people strong enough around me. Um, and I was part of a business team then, and I had mentors and my mentor called me, left me a message. I said, um, and this was probably like two weeks, two and a half weeks after that initial phase. And I'm just like, I'm blaming, I'm pounding. I'm like, I'm just like, I'm pissed. Like everything was going to shit because my choices, but I, I, I'm, I'm glad I had a man strong enough in my life at that time who I didn't get it at that time. But later on, and even now, like, man, he had to care enough about me to say this. And he called me up. He left a message on my voicemail that said, stop being the big fucking baby. Pick your ass up and move forward. Click. And I was like, what the fuck? I was like, I was pissed. You know, you know, those instant push the red button thing. Like, that was it. I was so pissed. I was going to drive to his house, ring the doorbell, punch her square in the face. Like, but then five seconds later, I'm like, fuck, dude. I'm like, man. I'm like, you're right. I'm like, because what was I doing? I was sitting here going, it's you, it's you, it's you, it's you, it's you. And I never looked in the mirror. I never looked at myself. Hard truths. Yeah. Hard truths. Never yep. looked at myself. And I'm like, fuck. And this guy cared enough about me. And I still, I respect it. We, you know, we don't, we don't talk anymore and have that relationship anymore. But man, I still respect the hell out of him and, and, and care for him deeply because he had enough balls to actually tell me what I needed to hear and not what I wanted to hear. Cause I wanted cuddled. I wanted coddled. And that's what people did to me. You know, I was going through the hardest time in my life up to that point, besides having to say, Hey, I got to stop chasing my dream to play major league baseball. Like, cause of injury, like I was going through the hardest thing in my life. And I'm like, people were like, Oh, it'll be okay. It'll be, I'm like, dude, it's not okay. It's not fucking okay. Like shit sucks. Like, you know, and I'm, and I'm playing along with it going, like, yeah, I know, I know. We'll eventually get through this. But inside, I'm sitting there going, it's not fucking okay. And this was the only person that sat there and stared me in the eyes. and was like, dude, shut the fuck up. Move yourself. Like, pick your ass up. Stop being a big fucking baby and move yourself forward. Because what he was telling me is, dude, it comes back to you, man. Like, you're sitting here playing a blame game on her. Sure, she did stuff, but you can't control any of the shit that she did. You can't control how she feels right now. You can't control how she feels about you, what she's going to do or what she's going to choose. You control you. And that's it. And I'm like, fuck. And, and that's where, that's the moment where I turned my head and started breathing and was like, shit, man, I got like, and I realized, I realized that the only way I was going to get through it was going internal to myself. And I'm just glad I had people around me that helped me do that. Um, so that led to a lot of growth, a ton of growth, a ton of growth in that time period. Um, I had somebody challenge me and I respected the man. I still respect him to this day. Cause there's other moments that, and I shared that with the group in, in the, in the hotel. Um, it's the same man, but he looked at me in a group of 50 people. We were out, we were after, um, one of the events and we're in a group of 50 people. He saw me, he, he looked at me, looked back at gave his point what he was saying there and again this is like one of the top of the top in the world for what we were doing and he looked at me looked back said his last point looked back at me and goes clay 
And I'm like, oh shit, you're talking to me. You know what I mean? I'm like, okay, what are you going to say to me in front of all these people? He goes, Clay, you're at a point right now in your life that you need to go look in the mirror, tell yourself you love you and mean it. And then start talking back on this point. And I'm like, now I'm sitting there going, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my fucking life. Like that is so stupid. I'm like, I'll tell myself I love you. I'm like, but here's the thing. Like, and he just said it in the middle of what he was talking. He just stopped talking to me. And then, and I'm like, okay, I respect this man enough to think about this. So two days later, and I remember, and this was a while after, this is probably like maybe getting close to two years after, after we split, um, I was living in my buddy's house. I was renting two rooms from him, one for me, one for my daughter. I was working my butt off at school, getting to be a burnout teacher. Um, I was running, doing business um, and, and trying to really build myself. And I remember standing over that rectangular sink, pedestal sink, white pedestal sink. It had silver handles. It had one of those old school uh, square uh, uh, medicine cabinets. You can open it up with the mirror. And I remember standing over top of it and going, all right, I'm going to try this. I respect him enough that I'm going to try this. So I remember looking up in the mirror and I remember sitting there and, and trying to say three freaking words, three words like, I love you. Three very simple words to say. And I looked at myself in the, in the eyes and my chin dropped to my chest. I, I literally, I could see and feel the tears dropping into the sink. I uh, like, like, I couldn't believe it. I, I went from, I went from being sad to absolutely pissed that I could not look myself in the mirror and say three stupid words. I love you. But the thing with it is, is that I couldn't say it because I didn't believe I didn't have me here. You know what I mean? I was still trying to go through all of that stuff. And so it took me six months to get to that point where I looked back in that mirror and was like, I love you and meant it and actually believed it, you know, and that's where it's like all of that growth I had to go through uh, in doing that. Um, but that was after my first marriage. So a little bit after that, I met my son's mom. I was still working through some of those things. I thought I had it figured out. I thought I was good, but I met her. And even though there were red flags all over the place, I round two. <laughs> yeah, this is round two now. Yeah, this is round two. Even <laughs> though there were red flags everywhere, at some point in time, she validated me and answered the two greatest questions of a man. Am I good enough? And do I have what it takes as a man, as a husband, and as a father? So at some point in time, right away in that beginning, she answered those questions for me. I didn't know I was trying to answer those questions, but she did, which meant I kept going through a relationship that, you know, we had good times, but there was also not good times. But there was a lot of things that was like red flags that I should have been like, hey, something needs to be changed or something needs to not happen. But I continued because somebody I was looking for validation that I didn't know I was looking for. And for somehow I received it from her. So I kept going with it. We got married, had a kid like we got married in like eight months. We had a kid nine months later and then divorced a year later. 
it was like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like a two year span. It's like, all right, cool. Um, and you know what? Like that's where it's like for that, it was a, a time where what I learned from that was that nobody validates me, but me like period. And I had to learn that the hard way because I was too damn stubborn to actually go deep. Like I thought I went deep into myself, but realizing like I didn't go deep enough. And I think that's one of the things that let's go into the second topic, the emotions and feelings that come with divorce. I didn't go deep enough with it. I stayed on the surface and that's what resulted in, in that second marriage of looking for validation from a woman. You will men, you would never find validation in a woman. You would never find validation in anybody else, but you period. I love my wife. She's an amazing woman. I love my kids, but they will never tell me who, who I am. I love my mom and dad. My mom just is here. They're up from Florida. They, they just let like, she ain't never going to tell me who I am. I love her to death, but I tell me who I validate Clay Smelter. You validate John Doe. You know what I mean? Like, and, and I had, I learned that the hard way though. So let's jump into the emotional part of it. Like the emotions, the feelings with divorce, any questions that come up for you, with, for you in this process, like for me that you're like, Hey guys probably might know this, please ask. Cause sometimes they come to me and sometimes I don't want to miss stuff. And they're like, Oh, that's a good question. So. Right. For sure. You know, I mean, and that's the thing. And I kind of touched based on some of the, the big points of like the emotions that were tied to it that, that I heard the other night in our discussion was, you know, the shame, mm-hmm. the, you know, feeling less than feeling yep. inadequate, feeling, you know, like a failure, feeling like, you know, a failure as a father, as a husband, as, you know, as a son, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, you know, people that your parents didn't think that you should be divorced or, you know, um, <laughs> part of it in, in my case, my father didn't think I should have got married when I did. And I was like, well, psh, what are you going to tell me? You've been divorced three times. What do you know? You know what I mean? <laughs> and so, you know, it was, uh, you know, kind of that I could be a bigger boy. I can yeah. do this. You, oh, know yeah, yeah. you sucked at it, but I can yeah. do this for sure. I was you know? the same way. Yeah. My parents were like, Hey, you sure you want to do this? And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, man, I should listen to my parents a little bit more. <laughs> That's the whole, yeah. That's damn, all kinds of stuff. I'm like, that. damn, my parents know something. You know what I mean? And, you know, so yeah, there, you know, there's a lot of, definitely a lot of feelings that yeah. they get touched by this, you know? And, and I think it was a great, uh, conversation and a great topic that we were able to touch base on and and it was great to see the different ways that divorce has affected all the different brothers you know what i mean and you know in in so many different ways you know that 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 was huge to see because we put in the chat there like what emotions or feelings um did you have going through your experience with divorce um, the, the biggest one was like, I would say anger and shame. Those two came up almost in everybody. So when we look at how many people we have on like 10, 12 people total. Yeah. Like, so like shame and anger came up in almost all those. And, and that was the neat thing to say is because a lot of times 
people probably outside people probably wouldn't say shame if we're talking man to man you know what i mean like shame's going to come up like hey i felt shame but if you think like if 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 you'd ask anybody out there like a woman or something like that like hey what did a man feel from oh they felt anger they felt pissed they felt betrayed they're not going to say shame like when i tell people i felt very shame i felt a lot of i felt very shameful for for feeling worthless and that brought this really big they're like really you felt shame and they're like so when i talk about like things that even even when i talk about like the anxiety cycle i went through and that time like it was a huge amount of shame i felt because i couldn't handle myself and it's like really you felt shame like so when you talk about a man i think that's one of the stigmas that's out there that you know men just go through a divorce and are like whatever i don't care I'm just pissed off and whatever. Let's go. Let's let's move forward. Cut the ties and move forward. And that's not that's that's like not the case. Every man that was on there, whether in the end it was the best decision or not, you know, it was the right decision or not. There's hurt, there's pain, there's shame. There's those things that come with it. You know, like like for me like even the second marriage which I knew the outcome of it was the best thing, you know, for everybody in the situation um, was to not, not be in that relationship. There's still for shame sure. that came behind it. There's still pain yeah. and there's still hurt. You know, there's, there's somebody like when a man gives his heart to somebody and says, Hey, I'm going to marry you. They, they don't give it just like half heartedly. When a man gives a heart, he gives his heart. Like it's the whole fucking thing, you know, like, and that's, that's something that I don't think a lot of people understand, you know, like when I got married, I didn't get married to get divorced. And that's the thing. I believed in marriage so much that for me to say, Hey, I'm divorced twice, especially after my second one, a lot of shame came because of that. I'm like, well, I'm a fucking statistic now. You know what I mean? I, I do. I do. And, you know, and, and with all of the statistics on divorce and everything, you know, I, I was always super happy to, to say the fact that like, not only myself, but probably, I want to say four of my best friends from high school, you know, the guys I was hung with the closest mm -hmm. have all now reached 20 to 25 years of marriage. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And have had great, you know what I mean? Which is awesome. You know what awesome. I mean? And, yeah. And yeah, absolutely. You know, and so, which is super cool. Um, but then also one thing that, that I want to bring up as well from the, the other night was, uh, you know, our great brother, Mike, he brought up the thing. He had said he had heard a, a, a topic, somebody talking about something where divorce, it's like having a death in your family sometimes. Right. Yeah. And, and that kind of spurred a, a great conversation from there. And, and I just happened to think of that as you were talking, I wanted to bring that up. Heck yeah. Yeah. Let's, uh, cause I agree with it. And, and I, ha I actually have it written down here. <laughs> I wrote it down. He said, when you divorce, you mourn the family you wish you had. Oh my God. I felt that. Oh, man. that's what it was. Yes. Ah, and like, and that's one of the biggest thing, because listen, you know, as men, you know, we, we, I think lots of we're visionaries. We see, we see this picture, we see this family, you know, we're the provider to the protector, you know, those different things. And what is that? Those are our family, you know, like, so like with my first marriage, like part of the reason was because I was ingrained in the business 
and I was working my ass off, but I was working my ass off to, to build a life for our family where we had options and a lot of them. And so I was working my ass off for my family. Whereas the viewpoint of her, which I didn't get, I was and actually I got, and I was pissed about it was like, Oh, well, you're just away from the family. You don't care about us. I'm like, dude, I'm fucking doing this for you. I'm leaving school. I'm working all day at school. I leave Fawn Grove. I drive four hours to Pittsburgh to build business and four hours back at night. And I go to fucking school tomorrow. Like, like, well, yeah, you're not here. I'm like, yeah, no shit. Because I'm trying to be here. But like, for me, like there's where in the relationship, there wasn't that perspective back and forth. There wasn't that understanding. And I get her perspective. Like, I, I understand, I get where that comes off. And I see that I didn't at that time. <clears throat> and if she's ever, I, has she ever seen my, I, I don't know, don't really care because I'm not in a relationship anymore, but I get that. You know what I mean? And I can see where that comes from. Then I did it. And it was for me doing that was that respect part. She didn't respect what I was doing for the family. And then that, that to me was a really hurting part. Uh, that was where like the slices came from the knife, man, and all that, all the cuts. And I'm like, dude, cause uh, that, that I was doing this for that. So to have that picture of the family in there and then when it was gone then it was gone. And, and I shared with you guys, you know, we had a business meeting or a business function uh, down in DC. Well, when I left on Friday, and then again, this was during our first, my first marriage or when it was, we were splitting up. <clears throat> when I left on Friday, I left with my wife still there and my child still there, that family that I thought we always were. When I was going to come back on Sunday, the only thing that was going to be at my house was my boxes of my stuff. My wife was going to be gone. My daughter was going to be gone. And only my shit was there. And my house was going to be gone on Wednesday. So when I left on Friday to go down to DC, I really didn't plan on coming back. I was going to go somewhere else. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, because why? This, when, when Mike said that, that came up that time of way I felt because I just, I just, I didn't want to deal with any of it. And that's, again, go back to the emotions, to the feelings. I felt hurt. I felt shame. I felt pain. I felt this immense pain. Like, you know, somebody stabbed me in the chest and then she went down like jagged with a dull ass blade all around to the back. And then she came back and forth, just scratching it in there. And then all of a sudden she came up and then she's like, Hey, you know what? I'm just going to make sure that, you know, this blade is in you and just right into the heart. And I'm like, Fuck. like, that's how I felt, you know, but all these things, I didn't know how to handle that. And what I did is I tried to deal with it on my own, but I'm glad I had people around me like Jason that were like, dude, like pick your ass up. Like, listen, we got to go, bro. And so like, that was the, that was my one mistake in both of my divorces that caused me the most grief is that I didn't do enough internally. So there's two, I didn't do enough internally for myself and I didn't share. And because I didn't share, I wasn't able to go deep enough into myself because that's really the cat, the counter piece. I didn't, I didn't talk with guys like this, you know what I mean? And, and 
that that gets you to that point. You know what I mean? So let's move on to the next one. <laughs> point three. So <coughs> then I got to, I got to call here. Right on. So no, that, and you know, those are, that's awesome. Yeah. You know I mean, and, and those are the things where, you know, you don't really always foresee yeah. the things that are, that are going to come down the road. So yeah, you know, point three is, you know, what areas does it affect? You know I mean, mm-hmm. the divorce, you know what I mean? Every. You, you got not only yourself. <laughs> yeah. Every, yeah, every area. Every of your area. Life. <laughs> Everyone, undoubtedly, you know, besides you mm-hmm. and your spouse and your kids and your family and mm-hmm. your friends and your, you know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. Every. And your finances every and right? your work. And your legal space and your, I mean, we can like literally every single aspect of your life. I mean, I know for me, like the, with there comes cut with kids, there comes custody. You know, if you don't have any kids, you know, like, okay, you can split, you know, you may have to deal with like who gets what shit and stuff like that. But with kids, you know, now you got custody. Now you go into that whole issue. And there's a lot of, a lot of guys that a lot of people stay together just because of like the kids and stuff like that. I get that. Totally get that. Cause it's fucking pain in the ass, but there's also the guys who do divorce and then you have to go through that. Like I've, I've been through two, two custody battles, you know what I mean? Like, and, and what do you do? Because lots of times in the court system, as a man, I have a penis and they have a vagina and they gave birth and I didn't. Therefore I'm the bad guy. Like I had to prove to a court that I'm a good dude. Like, so that I could get, I could have 50, 50 custody of my kids, you know? And that's where it's like, dude, it's bullshit. Like there's, there's, we're, we both, we both have invested in there. You know what I mean? And, and again, there's all those different realms, but for me, myself, my experience, I had to fight to prove that I was a good man, a good dad and a good husband. Now, because I did all of that work prior and went through the shit, I was able to be able to prove those different those three things um, and, and so forth. But it, 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 it's tough, man, because you feel lots of times you go into that situation, you feel defeated. You feel like, you know, you're, you're, you got, you just got beat down by like 50 people. And then you're like, Oh, I got to get up and run again. Like, fuck, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And be like, and be like, no, really? I'm good. I'm a good dude. Like really? <laughs> you know, and it's like, yeah. <laughs> and all those different things. So it affects every area of your life. It affects you financially. It affects you emotionally. It affects your relationships. It affects your future relationships. It affects how you talk to people. It affects your work, your career. Um, you know, it, it literally affects every single area of your life. And, and again, it's how do you do you? But then you also got to take into consideration of the people around you and their their viewpoints and their perspective as well. So what else you got on that? Like what did we hit all of them? I mean, I think we got a lot. of. I mean, I, I, I think so. I mean, like I said, I think that with, uh, you know, with it affects everything. I think so. So, I mean, so now how do you move forward? Mm-hmm. You know, like you, you done did it. Now what? Now, what do you do next? How do you move forward and how do you go and find your next relationship? How do you go in and be like, no, I'm a super good dude. 
I got divorced twice, but I'm a good dude. We, yeah. we should definitely yeah, do this. Yeah. Let's let's try this out. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> I mean, seriously. I mean, how do you how do you uh, talk your phenomenal wife into that? <laughs> Listen, I, honestly, that was a fear of mine, man. You know what I mean? Because I was a statistic. You know, I'm divorced twice. Why the fuck? Like, why would I want to be in a relationship with you? You're divorced twice. I have two kids to two different people. You know what I mean? Like, and, uh, you know, they're like, uh, like, so when I met Amanda, like I had Wednesday night, that was it. That's the only time I had to be able to like go on a date or anything. And I'm like, Hey, I only got Wednesday, <laughs> you know, she's like, okay, I'll take it. You know? Uh, so it was weird. Cause I was kind of like booking her in, you know, like, all right, let's leave my schedule. So what I got, you know, cause at that point in time, you know, I was, I was teaching, I was working full time. I was, uh, because of, you know, custody battles, finance, stuff like that. I was working also at a bar Thursdays and Friday or Thursdays and Saturday nights till like three in the morning. And then, you know, I was doing my, I was in my master's degree. So all of that shit all at once. And I'm like, I only got Wednesday. That's it. I got Wednesday for like four hours. That's all I got, you know? And it's like looking at all of those different things and how do you move forward? um, It all comes back to you. You know what I mean? I wouldn't be able to have the relationship with Amanda now I wouldn't be able to have the relationship with my kids I wouldn't be able to have the relationship I have with you you know or the other brothers or the brotherhood if I didn't actually look at myself if I didn't go back to that mirror if I didn't keep going back to that mirror if I didn't practice gratitude if I didn't reveal my purpose if I didn't tackle my shadow that was right here that I didn't want to deal with because all the shit that was there that fucking hurt and I didn't feel like dealing with it like so how do you move forward? You tackle the shit that you know you need to and stop putting it off. <laughs> That's how you move forward. And one of the other big things is you can't, you can't look at other people. Like you have the people you share with, but you can't look at like the other person. You have to go do you. You do, like, I, I love um, Tony's, you be you. And that's it. And, and when you do that, that's how you move forward because now you're just being the real you. When I met my wife now, I was just me. I'm like, listen, I got a lot of fucking baggage. And she goes, no, listen, I got a lot of baggage. And I'm like, all right, let's fucking compare. <laughs> and we're like, oh shit, we got a lot of baggage. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like, but we just, I just laid it out in our field because at that point in time, that's who I was. You know what I mean? Like that's, listen, this is my life. This is my story. And even though parts of my story suck, it's still my story. And the man I am today, and again, this goes back to feeling worthless as a man, worthless as a husband, worthless as a father. The man I am today, the husband I am today, and the father I am today, I'm a badass at every one of those because of the shit I've been through in my story and I fucking love it. I hate parts. I, I, I dislike going through and it sucked. But because of that, I'm a fucking badass man. I'm a badass husband and I'm a badass father. And I have confidence in saying that because I've been through the shit and I've dealt with it myself. Like I've dealt with me in order to overcome those things, to be able to say that I didn't always say that. Right now. And, and you know what, first and foremost, I agree with every one of those statements and, and I appreciate you. And I appreciate you for also helping me and all the other brothers feel very confident in saying a lot of those same things, you know? And and a hundred percent, and and that's the greatness of this group that we do that not only for ourselves but for each other. 
Yeah. You know, a hundred percent. So absolutely. And and you take that into I, I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah. And you take that into every aspect of your life. It doesn't have to be divorce. It can be your job. Like, hey, like having that confidence in yourself. There's a difference between being confident and arrogant. Arrogant means you're just an asshole trying to show off. Being confident about yourself <laughs> is knowing exactly who you are, saying, Hey, here's my purpose. Here's who I am. Here's how I show up in the world. This is John Ellis. This is Clay Smelter. This is Toby. This is Nick. This is Steve. This is you put your name in there. This is who I am. This is how I show up because I'm I live with I build my purpose and I live with purpose. And that allows me to live with freedom. It allows me to live with energy and it allows me to live with simplicity in my life. And that's why I stay centered, you know, but it wasn't always like it. I was a fucking shit show for a long time. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I had to go through the shit and go here. And I had to be able to have those conversations with other people in order to get me to this point. And I think that's one of the two. Don't isolate yourself. Step in, share with other people and get their experience. So you can put that stuff in your toolkit to be able to be the best of you. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and so that being said, you know, let, let's move on to, you know, the, the three ways that you being the purpose master, three ways that purpose helps with divorce. Yeah. And I, and I definitely, and there's probably more, but these I think are the three top ones is that number one purpose keeps you focused on you. Because think about this, when you focus on you, then you can do the things necessary to change who you need to be and who you want to be. Because that guy back then, I didn't want to be that guy. I wanted to be somebody else. And what I did is I focused on me. Purpose allowed me to focus on me so I could develop that, overflow my cup. And the ripples I was putting in the pond are good ones and not ones of negativity. I wasn't making waves, like big wave, crashy waves. I was making ripples in the pond that that actually did something. Number two, purpose helps you move through the adversity. And remember at the beginning, I said on the other side of adversity is an extreme advantage. Having purpose, knowing my purpose and knowing who I am allows you to move through that adversity because it fucking sucks. Like it just sucks. Like there's no other way to put it. Whether you're going through a divorce, you've been through a divorce, <coughs> you've been affected by it. Either way, it fucking sucks. But that adversity, no matter what it is, whether it's divorce or anything else, knowing that there's an extreme advantage on the other side, which enhances your purpose and who you are, man, that's a fucking, that's an awesome thing to know. Because, you know, hey, after this shit field, there's going to be something really fucking good. Okay. And number three, number three, purpose helps you develop the man that you actually want to be. Okay. We have this vision, this idea of what we want to be, but building and living in your purpose as you go through the adversity allows you to burn down that old self and rebuild that new man that you actually want to be in every aspect of your life. So those three things, three ways to keep up to, that purpose helps you in divorce or really we can say it about anything, but divorce specifically here, it keeps you focused on you. Your purpose helps you move through adversity and a purpose helps you develop the man that you actually really want to be. So those three things there, uh, always take that with you. It's all about alignment, man. Awesome. Awesome, dude. And, and you nailed it, which I had no doubt in my mind that you would. <laughs> Great job. You know. Thanks, brother. Thanks. So, so now moving on to the next part with our Q&A part. Heck yeah. You know? And so uh, we, we got two questions this week. So the first one being, 
how do we as men build a relationship with ourselves? No, don't say the second one yet. Then, don't say the second one yet. Okay, all right. We'll, we'll just keep that as a surprise because we're going to go first on that one. <laughs> you caught it on me all last right. week. You're going first on that one. But but on this one, how do we as men build <laughs> relation? Build relation. We tackle the shit we know we need to. Like mm. my shadow was here for a long ass time. Listen, I didn't tell anybody I dealt with anxiety for 15 years, 15 fucking years. I wouldn't talk about it. Why? Cause I'm man enough to handle it myself. Well, bullshit. After 15 years of trying to keep it in and my shadow growing deep and deep and deep, I sat on a couch watching a TV show. They gave me a panic attack and I'm like, dude, this is not the fucking life I wanted. So I had to realize like, Hey, I had to take ownership of every single thing in my life. Jocko Willings wrote a book, Extreme Ownership. Go read it, okay? Part of, our, part of our Phoenix cycle is extreme ownership. Part of being part of the, part of being part, anyways, part of being part of the brotherhood is about extreme ownership, owning every fucking thing in your life. I didn't want to own it. And until I woke up and said, you know what? I'm going into the shadow. I'm going to the place I don't want to go. I'm dealing with the shit I don't want to deal with. That's the day. That's the time where I built a better relationship with ourselves because I knew all of me and all of me is now out. I don't have to worry. I don't have to hide from it. I don't have to worry about being exposed of, hey, here's my dark side or, hey, here's anxiety. Like it's out. It's open. It's part of me. I'm cool with it. And I use it to my advantage instead of allow it to put negative in my life. So tackle the shit you don't want to tackle, step into the stuff and step up to lead, man. So that's, that's I, I, again, great job. You know what I mean? And, and I think that you, you nailed it. And as far as, you know, you build that relationship with yourself and, and we talked, I don't know, over every week almost, but you know, one of the hugest things, like who's your favorite person? It should be you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it should be you. And if you can be you and be you and be happy with you, then everybody else can be happy with you as well. Yeah. yeah. And, and if they ain't, well, sometimes <laughs> that's okay. It can be like, well, that's all right. <laughs> you know like my like, all right. It's all right. No, it's all right. I can be bitter. I can be salty. I can be whatever I want to be because it's me and that's who I am. Correct. Yeah. But I also am good with that. You know what I mean? I'm I'm good with, you know, if you like me, great. That's awesome. Let's, you know, and if you don't, well, that kind of sucks, but we 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 don't have to dwell on that. You know what I mean? Like, okay. you know, you're not going to be everything for everybody. Correct. You know, and but yeah, definitely being able to just be yourself and share your opinions and share your insights with somebody and not be ashamed of it. Like, yep. oh, I think this and blah, blah, blah. You know, well, if you can just be like, no, this is who I am and how I am. And yeah. this is the way I want to show up in the world. Then great. You know what I mean? People are like, dude, you're always like kind of sunshine and rainbows, positivity. Well, yeah. You know, mm -hmm. why be so negative and glum all the yeah. damn time? You know what I mean? <laughs> Been that done that and it didn't work exactly. out too well. I hated it. it. Sucks, you know what I mean? Like, you know, why not shine a brighter light in the world? Right. You know? Yeah. And and 
And I've been called way worse things than Smiley John. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. Me too. I think think that's a great point. And because, you know, there's lots of times we, we want to try to fit in. And and I love that, that I want our brother, Sean, who um, joined us back in December, you know, he's like, when I came into the brotherhood, I didn't feel like I had to fit in. I just felt like I belonged. And that's what we want men to feel like. And I think that's very important because we try to fit in so many places in our society. Don't fit in. It's crazy how we want to always fit in, but yet who do we idolize? We idolize the ones who always stand out. Dude, stand out yourself. Don't idolize, don't idolize somebody. Stand out yourself. Don't try to fit in. You stand out. You be you when you go do that. And I think that's a great point because too many people try to fit in. So let's get to the second question. Question number two, you go first now. Okay. Here's the second question. I'm going to ask you it. I'm going to ask you it. Here it is. All right. Here we go. All right. I like this one. If you had a one superpower for a day, only a day, John, what would it be? And what would you do with it? What's one superpower you'd have for a day? What would it be? And what would you do with it? Well, I guess, you know what? First, I would have to say, we're going to experience my growth because years ago, I would have to say my answer would have been like some x-ray vision and be like seeing what's underneath some stuff. <laughs> I can't say I would have done that too. But now I would have to say, I, I heard something one time that really kind of thought, damn, that's impressive. When I heard that Warren Buffett said, I would like to be able to read faster because reading and gaining knowledge, because if you can read and gain knowledge faster then you can be smarter and you, and you can use that to move forward. And I was like, damn, that's That's impressive. I was like, (laughs) so although I'd like to see what a lot of people got on underneath there, I'd have to, I'd have to kind of, his and say i like that idea nice nice <laughs> now what about you oh man okay <laughs> listen my see here's where i go to right away man i, I love wolverines like anytime somebody asks me i'm like wolverine he's got claws and he, he you stab him and he's good he doesn't <laughs> die so like Anyways, I would say that, but there's lots of times where I'm like, okay, that probably goes to a negative thing then, you know, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I get you, you know, I, I would, I don't know, but in, in the same sense, like in doing that, like for me, no, I'm going to say that I'm going to stick with it. Here's why I'm going to stick with it because it gives me the ability really to like, I don't know, fight crime. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. That's, that's kind of for whatever superpower would be to, and I don't know if that would be the best one, but whatever I would be is to stop like a lot of the suffering in the world of, and I don't know if it, and this, see, this goes back to purpose then is like, I don't know if it would be like retribution, like eye for an eye, you know, type thing. Cause like sometimes you get a little pumped up about that in movies. You're like, yeah, eye for an eye. But then I'm like, all right, well maybe not that way, but you know, like, so I'm still going to stick with that. I'm going to stick with Wolverine. That's who I go to. That's my good Wolverine. And 
you know, what would I do with it is, is I would fight a lot of crime. That's what I would do. I'd take the whole day to fight a lot of crime. And, and yeah, exactly. And honestly, I would love just, just to like, be like, whoosh, like, you know, somebody's going to go hurt somebody or mug somebody and just jump in front of them. And whoosh, I'm like, listen, I'm going to give you two choices. And your two choices are this one walk away, never do anything bad again. Or number two, I'll see you someday soon. And just wave them around. You know what I mean? Wave those little claws around and let's see what they do. You know what I mean? So that's kind of what I would do. I'd fight crime that way, I guess. So I love it. <laughs> it was a, I was thinking time travel, maybe too. Right. Like, you know what? Like, I don't know if I want to travel in time, you know, there's a good question though. Is time trap here? We'll end it. We'll end. I know. I, I'd be afraid I get like I get turned all the way back and like, dude, don't even get me started on that because I, I again, I had to reference our brother Mike. Uh-huh. I was listening to a great a great book so far, a happy pocket full of money, yep. and it was all about this quantum physics and all this kind of crazy stuff. Man, that stuff make my brain hurt. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! No, I, I, I think you know, it really is neat. I think Einstein was on to something, but you know, and 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 I think that. But in reality, time will continue to keep going on. We're going to continue to yes. keep going through stuff, you know. And and our topic today, again, let's let's go back to it. Is you know those d- divorce. A lot of people, I think everybody in our brotherhood was affected by it. Everybody on that call was affected by it in some way. And there's so many people that go through it um, or have been affected by it. There's feelings. There's those things. One, and again, let's go back to the three ways that purpose helps you go through divorce. Purpose keeps you focused on you. Purpose helps you move through adversity. And purpose helps you develop to be the man that you really want to be. And if you stay focused on those three things, you can get through those adversities to, again, get to that extreme advantage on the other side. So. With that being said, appreciate the conversation today it, it, and this week. It was a hard one, and everybody who joined into it, I thank every single one of you for having the guts to share some of your stories because it's tough. You know what I mean? Even like you today, Judge, sharing with everybody here and me, like it's tough. It's not, it's not easy. It's not things we like to talk about um, because there's some bad times, in our, and there's, not some, there's some very bad decisions I made during those times. Um, you know what I mean? That ones that I'm like, yeah, I ain't proud of that, you know, but it's part of our lives. It's what made us who we are. And again, go back to those three things that help you through those purpose, keeps you focused on you purpose, helps you move through adversity purpose, helped you develop the man that you actually really want to be. What's your final thoughts, John? Yeah, I did. This was a great conversation tonight. And like you said, all week, you know, there was, uh, in, I think that the the guys that and I was I was super grateful that they were able to feel comfortable enough to open up and share with us in the the you know the things that they had went through through this and absolutely and I'd have to say that anybody that listens to this and has questions or has thoughts yep. reach out absolutely. hit us up you know what I mean let us know you know if we can help you if we can help share with you some of the knowledge that we have through this we'd be glad to absolutely 100% love it so if you guys are listening to this and you're like hey I got something out of this today here's what we do we always ask you to do three things one download the episode for future use 
subscribe to the podcast, rate us, rank us, give us a review. The more that you do that, the more that we get out there, the more people we impact. And number three, if you got something out of this, share it with just one person. Pass it forward, pay it forward. That's what I wanted to say. Pay it forward to at least one other man who's gone through divorce, been affected by divorce. And if you got something out of this, I know they're going to get something out of this too. So awesome, guys. Go to buildbattlebond.com. You can get a free PDF there with the action cycle. uh, And it can help you jumpstart purpose in any area of your life right there. Real quick, real easy. So again, buildbattlebond.com. John, love you, brother. I appreciate you, man. And uh, what a great conversation. Uh, And we're going to continue this. So appreciate you. Right back at you, brother. Peace out. All right, listeners. We'll see you next week.